So how do you attract new business so you constantly don't have to chase it? Hi, I'm Mike Cuevas, the Real Estate Marketing Dude, and this podcast is all about building a strong personal brand people have come to know, like, trust, and most importantly, refer. But remember, it is not their job to remember what you do for a living, it's your job to remind them. Let's get started. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. What we're going to be doing here today, folks, is talking a little bit about um, the future. Quite often on the show, we um, talk quite a bit about how to build in the current and the now and how to make now business better yet attract it, not necessarily chase it. But let's just pretend that you've been attracting business for five to 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and you're going to get towards that retirement stage. How the fuck do you sell your practice or what do you do next? you just stop selling. I know when I moved out to San Diego, I just literally stopped cold turkey. Probably wasn't the smartest move, um, but I was burnt out. I didn't really give a shit. Um, I was just ready to go and I was done with real estate in that sense in Chicago. However, I probably could have set up like a really easy to go referral network. Um, I still get referrals back there and I don't even try and we sh- I should have done it better. So what we're going to be doing today is uh, we're joined by a couple out of actually Illinois, uh, Peoria, Illinois. And um, this is what they do. Um, They focus on the transition post real estate career. And eventually under one day, you're going to retire or you're just going to stop selling. You're going to do what I did, burn out and something's going to happen. There's a reason why most people don't last this long in this business, no matter who you are. Um, It gets tiring, it gets old and you want to do something different and other opportunities will come up. What do you do when you get to that point? That's what we're going to chat about today. How do you monetize everything you worked for so hard prior to those 10 years? Like if you built a business of 20 years selling real estate, you're just going to walk away and let that go away. It'd be like opening up a bakery and just saying, hey, I'm going to close the doors tomorrow and not sell the business and not do anything else to it. So what do we do with that? Um, So that's what we're going to be chatting about today. So without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our guests, Jessica and Justin Ball. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Glad to be on the show, man. I'm a long-time listener and it's awesome to be a part of it. Thank you. Well, guys, like you just have to call and ask. If you don't get, if you don't ask, you don't get you guys just fucking called me, I think, and said, hey, I have this thing. I'm like, I'm looking for shows. And I'm like, all right, let's just do it. You're from Peoria too? Cool. Let's see what's up. Um, so that's basically where we're at. You guys, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourselves and then let's get right into this interview. Yeah, um, I am Jessica Ball. I have been an agent just under five years uh, with uh, Remax Traders Unlimited and I uh, out of Peoria and I lead a small team. Uh, and really where this uh, came from, watch, I'll let Justin introduce himself real quick, and then we'll jump into kind of where this brainchild came from on, on what we're doing. Sure. What's up, Mike? I am a longtime unpaid, unlicensed <laughs> assistant and one of the best of the business. And then in 2021, I got my real estate license. I've always been an investor and I'm looking forward to doing commercial real estate investing uh, to support the Jessica Ball team. Awesome. So what do you guys stumble across here? Um, so, yeah. So when I first started, um, I was I was coming out of a 10-year law enforcement um, career. And so I had no idea how to do marketing or anything like that. And I was looking for a way to grow my own sphere, grow my business. And we realized that there were agents that were retiring from our brokerage that pretty much just said, hey, I'm retired. Um, anyone want to buy a few signs? Great. And then they're out the door. And it's like, well, what just happened to all their clients? Is someone taking care of those? What happened? And uh, we started asking questions. And a lot of times people just kind of shut the doors and and walked away with no plan in place. Uh, And so we really dug down deep into how can one, we help those agents 
monetize their business as they retire. But then also uh, for agents like myself looking to grow their business, how can they benefit from that as well and helping an agent do that uh, and that transfer? So, and then you started seeing some of the retirees and you created this, this I see where we're going right now. Um, yeah, I could, I could, um, it's interesting because people just, you know, when you get to that stage, you're just sort of like, ah, I'm burnt a lot of times and they don't really think about this, but, uh, keep going. Interesting. So the first, uh, succession plan that we did was with a long-term residential agent who had ironically bought someone's book of business about 15 years before that. And so we sat down with him and said, tell us about your sphere of influence. Tell us about your database and your CRM. And how can we make a plan over the next 18 months for you to introduce us to your clients, uh, the ones who are really engaged and give you a lot of referrals, as well as the ones who may have bought five years ago or own an investment property and do these. How do we really build trust and show them that we're a team working together so that when you retire, they pick up the phone and they call us. Or when you are in Florida and you say, hey, I have this team and Justin or Jessica are going to be working with you. They say to themselves, oh, that's awesome. I know who these people are. I trust them. Uh, they're going to really treat me right. We're going to be great. And for us, the acquisition cost is zero. And the lifetime benefit of, of developing a relationship with these clients is really, really high. And so when we started writing the book and, and when we started doing this process, there's nothing out there. Uh, literally, there's some contracts and, and there are people who do this, I think, all the time, but the information isn't there. There's nowhere to get it and there's no place to talk about it. And so we really sat down and said, let's design a contract for when you're going to hand your assets over and how we're going to do marketing and co-branding. Here's the referral fees that we're going to pay you while you're still an active agent selling at the brokerage, here's the referral fees we're gonna pay you in retirement. And uh, we really sat down and thought about everything, websites, domain names, uh, video assets, all of the marketing assets, the signage. And we really built a plan from start to finish so that retiring agents can feel really good about getting paid referral fees that their clients are being taken care of and we can really expand our, our team and our business and uh, commissions. Uh, and Interesting. Then, it's yeah. almost and, like and every so, brokerage should have this sort of an, a program like this built in office. I mean, just to increase production, but um, it's a good mentorship thing um, as from well. From a brokerage standpoint, you know, you, you when you think about this, the brokers are big winners here because if somebody retires and they call their cell phone and they say, hey, I, I moved to Texas and I'm no longer a, a realtor or a real estate agent, you know, they're going to go on the internet, they're going to find other people, they're going to find new realtors. And so this is really a win, win, win for the retiree for the team taking over as a successor. And then the brokerage, because they're keeping that business within the brokerage and keeping those clients and keeping the recognition for their brand. I'm assuming it's a 18 month plan for the introduction of the new um, entity face brand to inherit that relationship, right? Or is it because it's hard to just introduce yeah. it, like, you have to blend that in over time until they start to to see it because i yeah i've seen other people be oh yeah i'm just gonna get my book of business you can't just do one email that's what i did when i left i sent out like one or two emails I'm like hey this is luke um hey go ahead <laughs> give all give all hey, this is luke he's cool call, call him up like i'm out peace um but <laughs> uh keep going yeah i mean that's is that the number one issue that people have when they're doing this is the transfer of power transfer of brand yeah, so transfer a face. 
Yeah, so that's, um, we can dive into that. So, so as far as a time limit, um, I mean, really a, a year is ideal. Um, the more you can give it to, to do the, the co-marketing and co-branding is, is, is the best. Um, the, the longer you can do it, the longer you have to introduce your sphere to the, the successor, um, it is the best, but we've done, we've done, um, as short as two weeks, actually, when there was kind of a, a, a lack of planning and suddenly an agent was leaving and, um, in two weeks, she was going to be gone. And, and we pretty much sat down and I said, you need to give me at least three hours and uh, I'm going to sit with you with your database. We're going to make calls. We're going to send out a few things. I'm going to take whoever you have on listing, you know, alerts right now and convert them right now. We're going to, you know, onto my stuff. And so we, you can do it in a very little amount of time, but it's not going to be as productive and as, um, as good of a monetary gain and, and continue into retirement as if you have a longer period of time for it. And Mike, I think this is where we talk about co-branding. Like while that person is still an agent in your brokerage, we're advertising ourselves as a team and putting both of our faces on mailers and putting both of our faces on advertisements and uh, on that, the, the retiring agent's information so that all of their sphere and their farm and all of these things are seeing all of our faces together. And then when they actually move into uh, that retirement or into the referral networks, it really moves to co-marketing then that we're, we're marketing maybe that team, but not misleading and keeping in track with all the state guidelines of things. But people, honestly, a lot of times don't even realize that that retiring agent isn't even there because we've done such a good job of co-branding and co-marketing on the front end. And so, you know, when we have 18 months or 24 months to do this process, we're shooting videos uh, together. We're going out on big listing presentations together. Uh, we're hosting client parties together. We're doing all of the things so that uh, literally that sphere of influence doesn't think that it's just Jim's business. It's Jim and Jessica or Jim and Jessica and Justin, uh, who is actually a real team now. I like it. So what's first? Um, let's just say you find somebody like, all right, I'm going to retire in a year or two. Let's sit down. How does it work? What's the most important thing to um, do first? And then especially in the first couple of months, this happens, because once you build it, I'm sure it's just repetition, repetition, repetition. Yeah. So we, in, our, in the book, we talk about three structures, uh, kind of for what a contract would look like for that succession planning. And so are you going to be literally teammates and equals, or are you going to have an actual team leader and then a team member in that? Or is it just going to be this really loose contract of, hey, we're going to start doing some branding together and, and kicking things back and forth and not sharing expenses. But I think where we really see the power in it is sitting down and making a plan to say, uh, here's kind of where we'll negotiate what those referrals look like. Here's my retirement date and making sure that people are really confident they're going to keep that retirement date uh, and sure of themselves. And it's okay if it's a moving target. You know, if it's going to be summer of 2022, uh, you don't need to know whether it's going to be June 1st or whether it's going to be July 15th. You can kind of aim for it. But the closer you get, you've got to really know when you're going to pull that trigger. Um, making plans about the marketing is the biggest piece. How do we really sit down and first get people's business together for their data and their CRM. Uh, some of those we have to reconstruct totally from scratch. Some of them are, hey, I've got an awesome CRM. I've, I've got Brivity, I've got TM. I can literally just print all this out for you and have it. And then how do we really start to get the message out of, of we're working together? How do um, you as the successor learn the clients and the business that the retiree is in and, and how their clients like to be treated? Are they 
super analytical? Do they have a, a great sales plan for, for marketing a home? Do they work with investors? Do they work with commercial real estate? Building that plan and then executing uh, on the co-marketing and co-branding, because that's where the power of it is. It's really the most important thing is how do we tell a retiring agent sphere of influence, you can trust this new person I'm bringing in. They're really good. You're going to get what you expect. You're going to get continuity and you should feel really comfortable when you pick up the phone as a client calling them or when you call me and I refer you back to them, you know what to expect and what you're going to get uh, that's in there. What is the, um, is the average age? Last time I checked a real estate age, like 56 and a half or 57 years old, right? So yeah, how many of those people are retiring? Have you guys ever done the math on that? How many like people in the real estate industry? What's the number of agents? Because it is an older overall population and then the younger ones are coming in now. Um, but what is that? Because there's quite a bit of people out there that are probably in this position right now. You're exactly it. And I was just flipping back because I had all the data from NAR that's here. But basically in Illinois, there are 7,000 realtors who have reported on the, the NAR national survey that they're not confident they're gonna be selling real estate in two years. And 2,400 of those are over the age of 55 and 60. Yeah. And so really there is a great opportunity here in the sense that as you look across the country, that average age of realtors is going up, even though there are tens of thousands of new realtors, which is telling us even people entering the market are, are not uh, younger agents in a lot of cases. And so it's not just the opportunity for people retiring too, but kind of like you were talking about during your plan, there are people that relocate, there are people that get into the corporate side of real estate or lending or do any of these things. But this is a huge, huge market uh, in terms of the number of retiring agents, even at our brokerage in Peoria, um, I, I, there's a significant percentage who are retirement age eligible. and. I think what was really neat to think about in the, the National Association of Realtors report on kind of the state of realtors was that those experienced realtors get 70% of their business from referrals. So they're not buying these leads. This is their sphere doing the work and it's them passing their sphere uh, onto you. So whether you're in a small brokerage, whether you're in a huge brokerage, whether you're relocating to a new market, um, to, to try and establish yourself as a real estate agent. There are ample retiring real estate agents or people who are eligible to retire. And I think sometimes people don't retire because they don't have a plan. I mean, they want to feel really good about when they do uh, that someone's going to take care of their family and their friends and their clients. And uh, sometimes having that conversation with retirement eligible um, agents in your brokerage is probably going to make them feel really good about starting the process. Interesting. Well, and a lot of, I think a lot of agents don't look at that as a potential source of business either. I don't think anyone does. They're chasing leads. They'd rather do like a Facebook ad versus just go target some old crusty real estate agent that's dying by the vine waiting to get the hell out of business in your office right in front of you that could need your help. Yeah. Yeah. And I can speak a little bit more on, you know, exactly what you're saying. You know, it's, it's so much easier to work with a lead and work with a person when it's a referral, someone saying, you know, Hey, this is the person I trust. Um, you've got to sell your house. You've used me in the past, but I'm yep. going to have you work with, with my teammate or my partner here. You, it, you've been given that credibility. And so working with that person, they, they already then trust you. You're not having to fight for the conversion on that. And, and so it's, it's not you, just going out there and, and paying for these leads here. You're sure you may be paying a referral on the back end of it, 
but you've just been given credibility to work with this person. How, uh, what are the referral agreements typically? What do you guys see? 25 percent 30% is the agent still involved can I yeah. just um, I'm sure it could be all of the above um, I'm sure it could be open for discussion or negotiation like if the agent's yeah. still gonna be involved for a year maybe they're just the listing presentation and they hand everything off and that's all they do mm-hmm. um, absolutely it can be all of the different different ones there yeah I think when you know when we sit down and we say that there there is no standard for what a referral is and, and these things but we typically see as we've done these contracts making three years of these referral commissions that will pay out before then we wholly own, if you will, the, uh, the book of business or the, the sphere of influence that people are passing. And, you know, we've talked to some agents across the country where referrals are 40%. Um, I would say we mostly see 25% and, and we really sit down and say, you know, in the first year, should we be giving more than 25% to put this plan in place? So that the retiring agent says, I really feel comfortable and I know I'm getting some benefit here and then slowly reduce that over time. And, and we even, you know, you talked about the, the investment side of business. We put a lot of things in that contract about if they're going to sell their personal residence or their personal portfolio, giving them a discount on it or, or not charging some percent of the commission or a flat fee. But those are all the things that I think really build a trusting relationship between the successor and the retiring agent is sitting down and talking through those and, and what they feel they deserve and don't deserve. I think as you look at the, the history of succession plans, there are some people who literally just put a number on their book of business and they're like, I'm gonna sell this to you for 50 grand. Right. Uh, I don't know that that's the best way to do things, but we even talk in the book about how do you sit down and put a monetary incentive in there of, hey, if you meet this certain amount of millions of dollars of referrals that you send, we'll give you a $2,500 or a $5,000 or a $10,000 bonus, because that really gives that the retiring agent motivation to be talking about real estate at Thanksgiving and Christmas and referring their older relatives who may be selling their home or, or building smaller ranches or moving into cottage, whatever it is, they have some skin in the game now to say like, I'm going to keep referring business. And we've even seen agents in the referral business uh, or referral networks make a business card that says referring agent. And then they're still out there in the field, handing them out and uh, then getting them connected with us. How long, how long does the agreement last? It depends. Um, I mean, we have, we have one right now that's a three year. Another one uh, is just one year. It, it really depends on what, what the person wants to do, what works best for them, maybe how long they're going to be. We're in another one that's probably going to be even a, a multi-year um, maybe even more than three years because they're going to still be working with us for a while. Got it. So this kind of depends on what's best. Because eventually they're going to, they're done, right? Yeah. Like it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not like in, what's the right word? Per, perpetuality, whatever. <laughs> perpetuity. Per, perpetuity forever. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. All right, there it is. It's like jewelry. I can't barely say that either. Um, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and it makes a lot of common sense to me. Um, just, you're just, instead of just, I mean, it makes a whole lot of sense. I think it's a recruiting model for a broker owner, perhaps. Um, I think a broker owners is probably where I would start marketing yeah. this thing because uh, it's These in office. Kind of things that broker owners should want to have us come in and talk to their group of agents about because there's probably some percent sitting there thinking about retirement and they probably have some really hungry agents who could take on the business who would be a really good fit. I found the the place in our, our kind of introductory chapter where I talk about that survey of realtors. So 
there are 300,000 realtors across the United States who are over the age of 60 and 65,000 of them reported that they don't think they'll be selling real estate in the next two years. So the numbers are, are staggering out there. Um, again, across the board. Makes a lot of sense. What about, uh, age gap differences? Um, how do you overcome that a lot of time? I mean, the personalities have to mesh, no doubt. Um, but I can imagine like you have like a 24 year old kid coming in. It's, um, then you got like the 65 year old woman going out. Um, sometimes it, it's not just automatic. You got to find the right person for your business, right? Absolutely. And, and that's part of it too. And, and, and in the book, we have a, a kind of a, a workbook section there where you go through and kind of ask yourself these questions as the, the retiree. And then if you're a successor asking, you know, those questions of, of what the best fit for you would be. And that's kind of also where you maybe decide, how the structure is going to be. Maybe if it's a real, you know, fresh into the industry individual, um, you know, maybe you do work as a team for a year or two um, just to build even more trust and, and give them the experience in the business. Yeah. I like it. It makes a lot of sense. Any other thoughts uh, you guys have um, that you want to share here? Uh, Anything else? Someone may be looking at broker owners, agents Um, go ahead. The floor is yours. Yeah. Well, again, really the opportunity is out there. So, you know, I, I love, and, and when I listen to your podcast, I always take one or two marketing things away. Like I'm going to start putting this into the work that I do. And everyone's so, I think, caught up in the game of buying leads and the high cost of entry. And this is the kind of opportunity, again, that retirees should be thinking about, other realtors should, or agents should be thinking about to grow their business. And the broker owners should really be, I don't want to say subsidizing, but really thinking about to keep the, the owner and their brokerage. Well, and, it's, a, it's a profit stream. It's hard it enough is. to make money in a brokerage today. And I got to um, tell you, of the, of the ones that we've done, the retiring agents have been really happy because literally they're just uh, staying, keeping their, their license active through continuing education and they're getting mail checks. Uh, and they enjoy still you know, being on Facebook, referring people that they have conversations to transferring us phone calls, emailing us leads. And uh, it's a it's really great opportunity uh, for them to be doing it. And so I, I would say, you know, if, if people are interested or people are thinking about it, the biggest struggle is just the, the plan and putting it together. And that's exactly why we we wrote the, the short book that's out there is to give people that structure so that you don't have to be scared or intimidated and you can really enjoy the relationship that you develop with the retiring agent or, or with your successor and do the marketing things that we found out are best practices and then really sit back and reap the rewards and uh, do the hard book and, and um, build your new book of business for the future. I like it. Sometimes folks, the uh, largest income streams or opportunities are right beneath your nose. You just got to open up your eyes and quit chasing all the shiny objects. Uh, why don't you guys go ahead and tell everyone how they can read your book, get your book, uh, find you guys if they want to learn more, follow you guys on social, go right ahead. Yep. So uh, our book's website is resuccession.com. The book is going to be coming out right at the start of March. Uh, a couple versions of it are already available if you want to go out and check it out. Uh, we have a variety of services and we um, provide some consultation and support for people going through the succession planning process, whether you're the retiring agent or the successor to make sure that you're doing things, um, best practices and getting the most bang for your buck as you go through it. 
Uh, we also do a variety of speaking presentations. We're going to be out at the International Conference for R4 in Las Vegas at the end of February, start of March, uh, sharing that. But we're happy to work with people from all types of brokerages and all types of agencies and teams. You want to talk about yours? Um, yeah, so we also have uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, so uh, RE Succession uh, is the, the handle on that. So you can easily find us there, plus links from our website for that. Um, and then another website to reach us is jessicaballhomes.com and then also Facebook, uh, Jessica Ball Homes. And then, well, that is also our Instagram handle. So you can find us in lots of different places. And Mike, I can't pass up the opportunity for shameless promotion. If you're another Illinois real estate agent or anybody across the country and you got people moving to Peoria, Illinois, whether it's for the hospital system, Caterpillar Tractors, uh, anybody else, we're really happy to take your referrals and uh, ship referrals out there. Do you guys ever use the tagline, the balls in your court? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I sort of like it too. I was just like, I want to brand these guys right now. Uh, <laughs> we, we've got a lot of funny taglines and inappropriate taglines and uh, you, you can insert your own uh, balls, balls out. out here. <laughs> 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 I love it. All right, guys. I think it's uh, it's very smart. Good job. Um, you guys look these people up, man. Look them up. Get this. Um, get their book. And if you're in that boat, whether you're a young buck and you're looking to get business, look for someone who's trying to retire and vice versa. Um, appreciate you guys coming on the show. We appreciate you guys listening to another episode. Please visit our website. Check us out. Realestatemarketingview.com and connect with us on our social channels. Make sure you subscribe, follow, like, comment. And I think that's it. Um, appreciate you guys have a good day and you guys have a good day listening and thank you for listening to another episode. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for watching another episode of the real estate marketing dude podcast. If you need help with video or finding out what your brand is, visit our website at www.realestatemarketingdude.com. We make branding and video content creation simple and do everything for you. So if you have any additional questions, visit the site, download the training, and then schedule time to speak with a dude and get you rolling in your local marketplace. Thanks for watching another episode of the podcast. We'll see you next time.